Welcome to the MBI Edge podcast, where we explore the backgrounds of interesting individuals and how they intersect with our building industry in Iowa. I'm your host, Ben Hammes, and I'm going to bring to you topics that help educate, develop, grow, and enhance you and your company. All right. <clears throat> well, welcome to the podcast, Dr. Hardy. Thanks for being here today. Happy to be with you. Yeah. We're very excited to have you coming up to our MBI Winter Conference, February 27th. Uh, Dr. Hardy is going to be our keynote for the Master's Award Luncheon this year. Um, he is an organizational psychologist, and we have sort of been introduced to uh, his work through uh, EOS in the past, and we wanted to bring him in to talk to the membership. So we wanted to kind of give our audience and listeners a preview of what he's going to be discussing, sort of a teaser. We don't want to give it all away, right? So talk to yep. me. Um, let's start from the very basics. Organizational psychology. What is an organizational psychologist? Um, that's kind of like asking what is a consultant. Um, okay. Like there's a lot of different ways of, of thinking about it. Certainly organizational psychology is specific, but I guess in simple terms, when I was going to uh, call it undergrad, I was very interested in psychology, I, not from like a business leadership standpoint. That actually is more in the organizational psychology realm. I had a really gnarly childhood. Um, father became a drug addict when I was in element or in junior high and high school, you know, really traumatic divorce. My father was a drug addict and, uh, I was lucky enough to have some really good friends, some even good mentors and stuff like that. I ended up getting out of that situation and ultimately actually serving a humanitarian slash like church mission, which mm. was very transformational for me. And it was during that missionary experience that I read a lot of obviously like spiritual and religious texts, but I also was reading a lot of self-development. Um, and ultimately I got really interested and I went through a lot of transformation. I came back from that experience and like I being someone who barely graduated high school flew through college, um, mm -hmm. even enough to get a PhD. And so I understood the power of transformation or at least I had seen it and experienced it. I didn't understand the mechanics of it. And so I was really interested in psychology. Uh, and ultimately I was thinking about going more the therapeutic route, but as I got more and more just into my own study, I got very interested in entrepreneurship, very interested in leadership. Mm. And cool enough, there's a realm of psychology that's, you know, what's called organizational psychology, which is basically work psychology, uh, very much on the process of leadership, training, uh, teams, uh, culture. And um, similar to like, I guess, even like an artist, right? Like an artist is broad, but they focus specifically on what they like to create, similar to like a mm -hmm. Van Gogh or a Picasso. I just got really, really interested in exponential exponential leadership, like leaders, companies, teams that are looking to transform and grow exponentially. And so that was kind of what I focused on and specialized in. Very interesting. So you can also add the uh, title author to your, uh, to your bio. You've written several books. I know you're going to be talking about one of these books at the conference. Uh, 10X is easier than 2X. I think we're going to have copies. Well, I know we're going to have copies for all the attendees as well. Um, how many books have you written? Uh, I've written this many books. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Um, yeah. Seven, so this seven is seven uh, books. I, I, yeah, like eight, but I've, eight I've you know, six, six of them are traditionally published. Five of them have come out since COVID. Um, three of them were a trilogy I wrote with Dan Sullivan, Dan Sullivan mm -hmm. being um, kind of a legendary entrepreneur coach. He runs a company called Strategic Coach. He's mm -hmm. been coaching entrepreneurs for 50 years. So uh, we wrote a trilogy to get, I wrote the books trilogy together and um, yeah, books have sold, you know, coming on a couple million copies. That's great. 
Now, the keynote uh, at the conference that we're going to be talking to, so this audience, um, obviously contractors, um, subcontractors, specialty contractors, all involved in the commercial construction industry here in Iowa. Uh, but we're going to be talking about impossible goals. Um, talk to me, give us a preview of that speech. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's actually, excitingly, a lot of research. I won't say there's a lot of research, but there's a growing body of research on the on the concept of impossible goals. And I obviously detail that, particularly in chapter one of 10x is easier than 2x. Here's kind of one way of looking at it. Um, I actually am always pursuing goals that I don't know how to achieve. Um, mm. And even even don't think you can achieve is a, is a useful thing. And And I guess this will kind of help to some degree just lay the foundation for what's the difference between 10x and 2x thinking. If you're going for 2x of anything, and 2x doesn't have to be exactly double, that's more of a metaphor. Uh, what that means is you're going for marginal growth, linear growth. And if you're doing that as a way of life, what that means is you're taking your past and your present and you're using those to create your future. And when you're going for 2x, um, your future is going to look a lot like your present. You're, you're just kind of continuing who you've been and 2x is very, it's very much a grind. It's just, it's its focused on like doing more, working harder. Uh, it's very non-transformational. It's very non-strategic, honestly, very non-transformational. And so 10x is the opposite. 10x is where you, you actually allow yourself to think about what you truly want. Not what you think you need, but what you absolutely want. You operate from imagination, as Albert Einstein would teach. Albert, uh, uh, imagination is more important than knowledge. And you really get connected with your future self. And you don't limit what that can be. In fact, you actually want to make it seem impossible because once you push a goal to a level, call it 10x, where it's just like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. The beauty of doing that is that the future is simply a tool for making choices in the present. And when you make the goal massive, it forces you to be a lot more honest about what you're doing in the present. And so the core model of this book is actually the 80-20 principle. Um, but we we really, we kind of tweaked it and... Basically, what we're talking about here is, is if you're going for 2x of anything, you can keep 80% of who you are. You can keep 80% of your clients, 80% of your team, 80% of your habits, 80% of your friends. But if you're going for 10x, you're letting the future dictate who you are in the present. The, the beauty of it is that actually almost nothing's going to work. And so to go for 10x, you actually have to let go of the 80% that got you here but won't get you there. That's the hardest part is actually just admitting that that stuff doesn't have the upside anymore. And you really got to focus on quality, not quantity. And you focus on the 20% that has the highest upside. And then you get 10 times better at that. Um, you become so good, you can't be ignored in the few areas. And by stripping away that 80%, yeah, you've got to kind of disappoint some people, maybe disappoint some clients. I actually just went through this. I just passed off my coaching company, which I used to do because I want to go 10x in a different direction. Um, it frees up enormous energy and space to get better. And so this book is... It's a very different model of 10x. A lot of times te people talk about 10x as just do more, 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 more. We're very much focused on let your future dictate the strategy in the present. Obviously, a lot of teamwork and strip out anything that's good but cannot be great. And, mm. and so this book will teach you how to find the few things that really matter, the few pathways that will help you achieve those impossible goals, and, and then ultimately how you can become so good you can't be ignored. So I saw you had... Uh... Your YouTube channel, you made some changes even in the last, I think, month, right? You you sort of shifted gears in how you were approaching your where you want to be 10x. Is that is that part of your transformation? I saw I saw a quick video on how you were going to kind of I, I wouldn't say shut it down entirely, but limit what you were doing on YouTube for your following. 
Yeah, enormously. I think that, so this is kind of a massive key. And there's a lot of research on this topic about getting connected to your own future self. Um, and a lot of people limit their future self, call it, they have a 2X future self. And that's the common approach is, is that people take their present self and they use that to imagine their future self. Uh, in psychology, we'd call that a fixed mindset where you actually use your present identity as the basis for your future self. When truth is your future self is going to be massively different than you are today. And they can be, and you get to choose that. And you really want to scale up your future self, call it 10X. And so that was, and, and then ultimately be really honest about it. Like often, often it's hard for us to be honest about what we really want because of either expectations, fears. And so we, we really downgrade what we want either because of our current conditions, our current situation, maybe just the people around us, we just kind of settle. But if you really, and, and so a lot of honestly, what 10X is easier than 2X invites you to do is to start to get more and more honest about what you truly want and not, and not limit that and even actually use the future as a tool. And so just using myself as an example, I, I got really, really honest and even coached. Uh, I was getting coached by a mentor of mine and he was, he was kind of hitting me hard in the face, like in an honest way, uh, just saying like, you know, you're doing too many things. Like even, even for me, as someone who wrote this book, he's like, you know, you're, you're doing this, this, this. I mean, I, I'm not doing 10 things like some people, but I was doing like five or five or six things. And he's like, what's the thing that you really want to get, like go all in on? I'm like, well, it's obviously for me. It's, it's writing 10 times better books and selling tens of millions of copies. And he's like, well, yeah, but you, you spend a lot of time on YouTube, you even, even um, you know, some of the leadership training and stuff you're doing. And ultimately he invited me to let go of some of the things that mm. I was doing to really go all in on the call, the 20% of things that are going to 10 X. And sometimes, sometimes, um, sometimes you have to, you have to face hard truths. I'll, and this is, I think where it will be useful. And I love that you asked this personal question. I actually thought that YouTube was a part of my 20% because I thought it was a useful pathway for me becoming a more successful author. Mm -hmm. um, and that may be true for some people, but it's not absolutely true. Um, and so for me, I just felt like, like when you have a bigger vision, I like to quote, the bigger the vision, the better the decisions. Mm -hmm. And really the future is a filter and, and it filters out the pathways and the people that are, are maybe good, but not great. Mm -hmm. And as you really start going for bigger goals, you have to have a much higher filter in terms of what you what you're willing to put your time into, but also even in who you work with, like the types of people you hire or partner with and team with. And so for me, the goal just got so big and clear that I just realized, okay, I'm pouring a lot of energy, time, resources into this pathway, into this strategy that is not actually what I'm going for. Mm -hmm. um, it may be supportive, but if I actually just pour more of my energy into writing more and better books that's way more in alignment and probably has enormously more upside and less competition than if I'm, you know, doing what other people do. So even strategically, you want, you know, when you're getting really connected to your future self, it forces you down very unique, different um, strategic pathways, which some people won't understand, but you'll be connected to it because it's the pathway and strategy that you deeply resonate with and that you want to get 10 times better at. Yeah, it's, I, I can't imagine how incredibly hard that was for somebody to have such a successful YouTube channel to just let it go, to just ignore it and and have to and have to focus this this mindset a whole nother way that's that's got to be incredibly hard to do well i mean i get i just barely uh you know let go you know essentially shut down but i i honestly transitioned over a coaching program that was more than a seven-figure income for me um mm -hmm. but but um it's <clears throat> along the way uh, along the way you get more and more connected to your future self and and you and you under like that's part of what confidence is is mm -hmm. is that you you have the confidence to make big commitments. Obviously, you're committing to things beyond what you've ever done, but I've gone through this process many times on a personal level where I've had a massive vision that seemed impossible and which certainly no one around me, I think this is a really important point, is, is that no one else 
in your life sees your future self. Mm -hmm. uh, and they probably wouldn't believe you if you said what your future self was, especially if you're going for a, a massive vision. They, they don't see that. Most people are judging you based on your current self or your past self. Uh, and as people, we have kind of an inherent need to be viewed as consistent, which can really lock us into being stuck in our old ways, being around old people, because we don't want to, you know, be seen as inconsistent. And if you're going for a, a massive future self, which no one else really understands, uh, people are people are not going to think you can do it. Mm -hmm. um, but I've I've personally gone through this where I've achieved what would be seen as impossible goals multiple times, and letting the future be that filter. And yes, every time it, it requires you to let go of even excellent things. I mean, as an example, when I was a grad student, I was the number one blogger on a, on a website called medium.com and, mm -hmm. and it was very successful. And it's really what allowed me to become a professional author. But once I got to that level, um, to becoming a professional author, I had to ask myself the hard question, like, is that my next leap is continuing to blog or is the new 20%, which is where I really want to go. Is that going to require me to let go of what got me here? Even something that's excellent. And uh, along the way, you have, you know, that's what the whole book Good to Great is all about. Because mm -hmm. you have, you know, good is the enemy of great. And and so you've, you've got to be willing to let go of, of what can only be good um, to really try for and go for and invest in the things where you can become so, you know, so uniquely good that there is no competition. Well, this message is going to resonate with all of our companies. I mean, we're going to have six, 700 people easily that are going to sign up and they're going to be there at the master's award lunch. I know they're going to be very excited to see you. I didn't want to get too far into the weeds because I wanted them to hear the real program and then have the opportunity to spend the afternoon in the breakout session, really thinking through exactly what you just discussed. How can you transform even your, your company, your teams, um, your personal life, all of the above and our folks are going to have the opportunity not only to hear you, but then sit with you at the breakout session. So we're really looking forward to it. Um, I really appreciate you being here today. Where can uh, our audience find you online? Where's the best place to find you? I mean, if people want to read the book, they certainly can get a, I mean, I hopefully, I would definitely suggest if you're coming, like, you know, maybe read it beforehand. If you're in the US, you can actually get the Kindle version for free. So if you go to futureself.com, uh, futureself.com, you can get a, obviously like a copy of this book for free, but if you go to futureself.com forward slash 10 X free, you can actually get the Kindle of this for free. Um, okay. the, the, the powerful part about the audiobook is honestly just that in between the chapters, I interview Dan Sullivan, who, you mm. know, has been teaching, thinking this stuff for 50 years. And so the audiobook allows people to kind of hear Dan's thinking for a few hours. Um, and then otherwise just, uh, I mean, that's probably it is honestly futureself.com. Just read the books, um, or even listen to them. Yeah. Uh, I do have the, I do have the YouTube channel, but there's not, you know, there's not a lot there. Yeah. Well, the title of the book, 10 X is easier than two X. Um, go ahead and find it. Get yourself a good uh, read understanding of maybe the online version. You will receive a copy for those attendees in person. Um, really appreciate your time. We look forward to seeing you in just a short uh, five weeks. This can be awesome. I'm happy Great. to be up there. Great. We'll see you then. Thanks everybody for following along. It's been real. Okay, folks, our next Breakfast Club's coming up on Tuesday, February 6th from 7.30 to 9 o'clock. It's free for all MBI members. Join us here at the Elevate Business and Events Center. Join us for coffee, networking, light pastries, and hear a presentation from Iowa lawmakers who are going to be in attendance discussing the important issues that they're currently debating at the Iowa Capitol. I'm going to moderate a panel, give you all a chance to have a Q&A session. It's going to be a really great breakfast club. We look forward to seeing you on Tuesday, February 6th. If you are going to make it, the only thing we ask is that you go on our website and RSVP. And again, it is free for all MBI members. We look forward to seeing you on Tuesday, February 6th. Please RSVP online.